Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to learn and share stories about how God works all things together, writing a story of good because he is faithful and good. Think about it, 2020 has turned many of our lives upside down. So who couldn't use a major dose of hope? I'd like to ask you to share this podcast with friends or on your social media outlets and perhaps review it on Apple so others will find this podcast easily. Every Wednesday, I'll be chatting with a friend who I know and respect, one of our Redemption Press authors, who will not only share a personal Romans 8.28 story, but also help to give you tips and tools for your life journey. Two episodes a month, we'll have an additional interview with a well-known author, and sprinkled in along the way will be additional Romans 828 stories from our She Writes for Him bootcamp graduates and others the Lord brings my way. So let's get started. Welcome to today's episode of the All Things Podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to one of our newest Redemption Press authors, Missy Eversole who is the author of Transformed, Not Conformed, Embracing a Life-Changing Approach to Spiritual Habits. So first things first, let's give her a proper introduction. Missy Eversole is a wife, a mom of two sons, an author, and a speaker. She and her husband, Craig, have been married for 21 years and live in Morton, Illinois. Missy earned a BS in journalism from Ball State University and spent five years working for IDG Books Worldwide, which is now known as Wiley, in their special projects department. In 2018, she launched a blog to encourage women to live audaciously for Christ. She volunteers as a contributing writer to the Proverbs 31 online Bible studies and is a member of the volunteer leadership team for Compel. She is also part of Hope Writers and the She Writes for Him tribe. When Missy isn't writing, she enjoys reading, digging deep into God's Word, and Chick-fil-A sweet tea. She writes about her faith and family on her blog, MissyEversoul.com. And in October of 2021, this month, she released her first book, Transformed, Not Conformed, Embracing a Life-Changing Approach to Spiritual Habits. A few little-known facts, Missy was born and raised in Indiana, where basketball is another religion. She is a die-hard Indiana Hoosiers basketball fan and prayed when her oldest son went off to college that it would be a school with a great basketball team, and it is. Baylor University won the national championship in March, so she now cheers on both teams. During the NCAA tournament, she's a crazy fan and has been known to schedule events around the games so she can watch as many games as possible. She lives in Morton, Illinois, where it is proudly proclaimed the pumpkin capital of the world. It's where Libby Canned Pumpkin is produced. And fun fact, the processing of the pumpkins does not have the fantastic aroma that we have all come to know. All right, so let's go ahead and roll that conversation. Well, Missy, welcome to the All Things Podcast. It is great to finally have you on the program. 
It's great to be here. Thank you. You bet. So we're going to jump into some great questions about your brand new book. But before we do that, I would love to have our listeners just get a sneak peek into um, how God has worked in your life and taken things that looked bad, were bad, but then worked them all together for good because you love him and you're called mm -hmm. according to his purposes. Mm -hmm. So just share one example. We all have lots of Romans 8, 28 right. stories, but share your favorite one with us. He, he took me um, from a path that could have been led down to destruction with, um, I, I grew up in a household full of drugs and alcohol to taking me out of that situation, um, introducing me to my husband and who then introduced me to, introduced me to Christ. I, I get teary eyed thinking about it because just what could have been didn't happen. And, you know, I feel like I'm a loss for words because he loves me so much. I mean, that was the one thing that I grew up thinking that Christians were so snotty and, you know, stuck up and didn't really just thought they were higher than everyone. And that's, that's what kind of what my mom instilled in me. And we're not, I mean, we're, we're human. We met, we mess up, but God, God loves me. He, he pulled me out. He, I literally moved from another, from one state to another and got away from that situation because like I said, had I not, I, I don't know where I'd be right now. And I don't think it would have been good. So that toxic, unhealthy, addictive family of origin that was not a safe place for you. And, and then with the, you know, your mom portraying that that's mm -hmm. who Christians were, you know, how God, I love how God took that situation and used it to propel you and, and to call you out of that. Right. To himself. Right. Yeah. He and did. That, uh, and that's God working that's, all things together for good. Even that, which it is not, not a great way to, you know, situation to grow up in, but God used even that to draw you to himself. Yes. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, my mom died almost, uh, gosh, it's almost been 13 years ago of um, cirrhosis of the liver. I mean, she, she was a lifelong alcoholic. My brother it'll be two years in this upcoming uh, November where he, he died of a drug overdose. And then five weeks later, my dad died of septic shock. He was an, he was an alcoholic too, but he died on Christmas day. I could just see, you know, and I, I'm still dealing with the after effects of, of all that, but had it not been for my relationship for with Christ, I, I don't know if I would have made it through that because mm -hmm. of the heaviness of everything and dealing with everything. And I'm, I'm essentially a, an adult orphan now and just how God it, it is, how he worked through everything. And he's still working mm -hmm. in me. I mean, there's, there's a lot of grief and anger in me, a lot of grief and anger, more, more anger towards my brother than anything. But I just, you know, um, I pray, I just pray that I, I know that the, the, I know that their demons are gone and what they were fighting is gone. And God spared me from that. Yeah, he did. He did. 
Praise the Lord for that. That's Praise a Romans 8:28 yeah. God for sure. All right. So let's we're going to jump into some questions about your book. It's super exciting that it just yeah. came out. You just had your big book launch. Yes. Woo, here we go. Ooh, yes. Your new book is such an important message. What do you consider the difference between spiritual disciplines and spiritual habits? That's a great, great question. I call them spiritual habits because I think for me, habits is something that I want to do. It's something that I want to keep going. Um, when I call it spiritual disciplines, to me, it sounds like I'm I'm being forced to do it, and it sounds unenjoyable. Where spiritual habits, you want to want to engage with the Lord. You want to pray. You want to read your Bible. You want to meditate. You want to fast. I mean, you want some silence and solitude with them. So that's why I call it spiritual habits because I want to, and I think others want to want to engage with God and not just have a, a checklist or being forced to do it. Well, I think sometimes just the word discipline sounds like we're getting spanked. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That? <laughs> and that's that's not what spiritual habits are. I mean, they, right. they are so, they're bringing us, they're transforming us in the image of Christ and they're bringing us close to God. And I don't want to be, you know, you're right, spanked. <laughs> into this and right. um I, I like i said i just I, I want everyone's heart to be in it and and enjoy it and that's uh words words matter and words impact and just that little tweak it's a game changer yeah it is so why do you think it's so difficult for believers to develop spiritual habits and stick with them I think it's because we are living in such a fast paced world and everything is go, 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 go. And we say yes to everything. I am, I was a yes girl. I can be a yes girl. I think we just say yes. And by the end of the day, we look at that. We think to ourselves and we start to feel guilty. I didn't read my Bible today. I didn't read. I didn't do this. I didn't pray. I didn't, you know, so developing a routine right off the bat is, is a must. And you have to set, set aside time. It's a sacrifice on, on us really to set aside time and develop those habits because I mean, we, we live in a fallen world. So our day is not going to go perfect at all. Right. But if we spend some time with the Lord and we, we start growing closer to him and we, we can get through the hard stuff with him and so that's why, you know, I always encourage the people. I, I'm not a morning person at all. I'm still not. And I've been getting up early before my family does t for some silence and solitude and prayer. And there are days when I want to stay in bed where the definitely the flesh overrules the, the spirit. But just having that habit in, of getting up and starting my day off with the Lord just sets the tone for the day. Again, it's it's not it's not going to be perfect, but at least I have that I had that time with the Lord and I'm armored up. I I got my my battle armor on and and I'm ready to go. Mm. Well, that I I have to say and I just agree with you wholeheartedly. 
since I just started determining that I was going to tithe my first hour to the Lord every day, it has just made just making that habit. Mm -hmm. It's been, I mean, it's been life changing. Yeah. Yeah. It, re it really has. It really has. And thank goodness for coffee. <laughs> Tell me about it. Oh, gosh. So of all the spiritual habits that you recommend in Transformed, Not Conformed, which one has had the most profound impact on your life? And on the flip side, which has been the most challenging for you? Well, the one that's been most profound, gosh, it's hard to just pick one because my morning time, like I just said, my silence and solitude time, um, that's where I incorporate prayer. Um, reading the Bible um, is, is just been life changing. Taking time to read the Bible has been life changing. So a mixture of those three, I guess. And, and the thing about spiritual habits is they can over, overlap. So your silence and solitude time can turn into your prayer time that can turn into your Bible meditation and reading time. So, so I'd say it like a combination of all, all three of those. The one that and I was really... I was like, Lord, are you sure you want me to put this in here? Because this is one that I struggle with. And that's fasting. I, I, I like food. I mean, I'm not going to. And, and going into a fast. Um, and he will let you know when it's time to go in the fat, into a fast. And that's the hardest for me because my mind, heart, and, and soul need to focus not on the food aspect of not getting food, but it needs to focus on what the Lord wants is going to reveal to me. And so whether it's, you know, whatever I'm, I'm pondering about, whatever I'm praying about. And, I, and it, when I feel like, okay, I need a fast over this, then I have to fully tip, put my focus on God and not food. And that, that is hard. That <laughs> is hard to do because <laughs> I know whenever I try and fast, I usually feel sorry for myself the whole time. Yes. Yeah. I mean, your, your mind, your mind has got to be on God and, yeah. and prayer and, and not your stomach grumbling or, or, you know, things like that. So, and when I do fast, it's usually from breakfast, you know, I'll have my breakfast and then I'll, I'll spend the day fasting and have a light supper. I, 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 you know, don't do a complete 24 hour fast right. yet. I'm sure right. he'll shove me into that one of these days. <laughs> uh, so which habits do you believe are the most neglected and, and why do you think that is? I think it's, it's the uh, reading your Bible. I think because we have this little handheld device in our hands that, and I, I'm, I'm just as guilty, but that, that this, this, phone takes over our lives and the scroll, the mindless scroll, what I call mindlessly scrolling. And I, I think, and I, I've, I've been like this too, you know, where Sundays is the only day that we open our Bible uh, and get what the message is. And then we go about our day, but reading the Bible is so important. And even if it's just a verse, even if you just, if you have 15 minutes, even if you just open your Bible and just take in two or three verses. That's, that's the beginning of, of spiritual habit and just keep doing it. But we, uh, we are so fortunate here, especially in the United States that we have access to Bibles. I mean, there's, there's countries that 
that are relying on just what they have heard word of mouth. And here we are in the United States and we, you can walk in, walk into Walmart, Barnes and Noble, anywhere you can download it. You could have it on your phone. And we are just one of the most spiritually, you know, you know, neglected. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, And I'm, I'm like that too. I mean, I, I really, it just, you know, we, we live for that, that scrolling of the Facebook or Instagram or whatever social media we're on and um, it sucks us down. So I got sucked into some TikTok videos last night. So that's not, (laughs) I was like, where did my half hour go? Right. (laughs) Right. So, um, so it's hard and it is, it's a, Habit to put down your phone. Amen. So you accepted Christ as a young adult after growing up in a mixed religion family. How has your view of God changed throughout your life and especially since developing the habits of prayer and Bible reading? Well, yeah, I didn't become a believer until I was, it was almost 20 years ago, over 20 years ago, I was pregnant with my son, my oldest son, and he'll be 20 in March. And it was in February 9th, uh, twenty or 2002 that I was baptized. So I grew up in a Catholic. My mom was Catholic. I went to a Catholic school. My dad was Mennonite. Uh, My dad left the church. We went to a Catholic school in the eighth grade year. I, that was the end of, we stopped going to the Catholic church. And so those years of college and I call it BC before Christ, because, (laughs) you know, um, and thank heavens for my that the Lord brought Craig into my life, my husband into my life, because he's the one that really got me into, uh, you know, took me to we went to ch- I went to church with him, this little country church and was baptized there. And and because of my relationship with Christ, though, my relationship with my mom deteriorated to mm-hmm. when she couldn't accept, you know, in her, her mind, once a Catholic, always a Catholic. So she didn't accept that I got baptized. She didn't understand that because I was already baptized. She didn't accept the fact that, you know, why the kids, when we dedicated the kids to the church, why they weren't in the baptismal gown that was passed down from generation to generation. So that was a strain towards the end of her life where we were just barely talking. But I wouldn't give up my relationship with Christ for anything. And I know that probably sounds bad to some people but he is what I needed to my my background my family background is drugs and alcohol and I know for a fact if it wasn't for my relationship with Christ I probably would have gone down that path mm-hmm. had I not got out um so using the spiritual habits you know and 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 I am you know reminding of his love for me because he did pull me out of that situation and, um, and I, you know, I, I write about it a little bit in my book. I don't go into too much detail about my family background, but Jesus and habit, the spiritual habits are just what saved me mm-hmm. and my husband. I mean, he, he was like, it was either go to this little country church, which I love. It's our home church, which I absolutely love. And I don't know where our merit, how our, that would have affected our marriage if, he had continued to go to church and me not. So. Yeah. so in your book, you share a great story about how you got inspired to read your Bible while you were waiting for your kids in the school parking lot. Yes. That's that, very uh, creative. 
But what other creative ways you come up with for finding time to pray and connect with God? Right. Well, that's, I use the parking lot to, well, I had a complete hissy fit meltdown uh, one day in the middle school parking lot is what it came down to. And I'm talking arms flailing, foot stomping, screaming at my children, get in the car now, we're going to be late now in front of parents and students and teachers yeah it was yeah it was not my finest moment athena <laughs> at all but i was a yes person i i was conforming to the world because i said yes to everything ironically i work at that school now and so i'm in that parking lot every day <laughs> to remind me but that reminder is what i needed because i was stressed out and i was stretched thin um i carried a little bible with me from purse to purse, because I thought, oh, if I haven't, you know, if I have any downtime, I'm going to read that Bible. Um, the outside was just tattered and torn, but the inside was clean and crisp. Mm. And after I apologized to my children that night and said, I am sorry, the next day, obviously, I did not get out of the car or anything like that. But I felt I, as I went to reach for my phone to scroll through mindlessly through Facebook. I just felt the earth, the sensing from the Holy spirit. It was like, get your, get your Bible. This, this is, it's, it's time. You're it's we've, you know, it was almost like you saying you've done it your way all this time. It's, it's now my time. So I use that time to fill out my Bible study questions properly. I mean, I, I, I did all the things that, that we're supposed to do. But, you know, I'd randomly put, you know, just so I don't look like a slacker with the Bible study, you know, filling in the fill in the blanks. And and, and so then I started like, OK, if I can't have a, I can make time by getting to the school parking lot a little bit earlier. And then I, you know, I'd, I'd get there 15, 20 minutes earlier. And that's what I needed to feed my soul with reading the Bible, doing, you know, praying sometimes things like that those spiritual habits worship listening worship music in the in the parking lot you know is just it's just amazing and that's what just set the course really for all these years that that has passed that set the course so having a meltdown in the school parking lot was one of my greatest blessings my kids may not I think so <laughs> He redeemed that meltdown. That's right. My kids, my kids still kind of chuckle about it. I mean, you know, but um, because, it, and, and you know, to boot, it's a Christian school. So it's, <laughs> you know, you know, there's Mrs. Eversole having a, a, a fit. Yeah, that's right. And that it, it was bad, but that's what I needed. That was the wake up call that I needed. And if it needed to happen in front of, Parents and students and teachers, and now, I mean, now they're my coworkers. That's what needed to happen. Then I'm, I'm so grateful that it did because mm-hmm. I needed a wake up call. And and he, he shook me to, to, to wake me up. And it's like, this has got to stop. You've got to start saying no. You've got to start transforming in me because this is not who I made you to be. Mm. So now, did you come up with some other creative ideas? in addition to getting to school a, a little bit early so you could, so you could read your Bible there. Right. What other, what other ideas did you come up with? Getting up early, like, like we talked about when, when uh, getting up early and then um, really I, I helped teach co-lead some of the, the women's Bible study. So I knew I needed to really be in the, the workbook. There was no, you know, you can't fake no slacking. that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. 
So, yeah. So, um, so that accountability, you right. chose to put yourself in a position where you had to be accountable for staying in the word. That's right. That's, that's good. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and just with my quiet time in the morning, I mean, when I first started doing that, I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm here. What are we, what do you want me to do? I'm only, I approach the Lord with a, instead of saying, you know, Lord, what can you do for me? And what do you want me to do? And what, how can I serve you? And that first morning, I, I just remember it as clear as day. And I've never stopped thinking about this. I, I've, I felt that whisper that, that um, if you're not praying for your children, who is? And that from then on, every day I am up before my kids get up. Well, Grant's at, at Baylor University now. He's in college. I still pray for him. And before Connor gets up, he's a senior in high school. So before my my kids' feet hit the ground, they are prayed over. Because mm -hmm. I don't know what they're going to face in the minute they wake their open their eyes. They are they are facing the enemy of the world. And that's my quiet time in in my prayer time. And it's, it's life changing. And I, and I, I let my kids know, I'm praying for you in the morning. I pray, you know, and even with Grant being at college, I'm not the helicopter mom, but I do text him every morning that said, I prayed this verse over you today. I'm praying mm -hmm. for you. Nice. Uh, I don't expect a text back because what sophomore in college is going to text his mom back all the time. I don't expect that, but I want him to know. But, you know, there's been times when I've got busy and I forgot to text him and I'll get a text from him and just say, hey, did you pray for me today? Oh, and nice. so so that that's the thing that I'm encouraging moms or, or women pray for your family yeah. and let them know because they need, everyone needs prayer and it's, yeah. So oh, it's, same it's life-changing. Yeah. Yeah. So you spend a lot of time addressing our identity in Christ in your book. Why do you think believers struggle with this so much? And we were just having a conversation over the weekend. That is one of the biggest things I think believers do struggle with. Right. And it's because of what the world is throwing at us. I mean, we are so bombarded every day that we should think like this, that we should act like this. And we're not, we're, we're conforming to the world when we do that. We have got to be, we have got to know our identity in Christ. We have got to know that we are loved, that we are redeemed, that we are forgiven. We're going to sin. I mean, that's just a given, you know, and that sin, we, we can be forgiven, you know, confess our sins and, and, you know, we are chosen. I mean, we are a chosen daughters of Christ. And I think it's so important with the, what the world's hitting at us of what we should be and how we should act and how we should feel. That's the thing, how we should feel. We shouldn't, we need to feel loved in Christ. We need to know that, that we are loved and that our identity is with Christ. And that's all that matters. And it may be just the age that I am now. I just turned 49 last week, but I, I want my identity known as I was a daughter of the King mm -hmm. and that yes, I I'm an, an author, a mom, a wife, but more importantly that I am daughter of the King and it, maybe it comes with age. I don't know, but, but nothing really seems to matter more than my relationship with Jesus and my husband and my kids. Yeah. So. Amen. Okay. So 
as we're wrapping this up, which spiritual habit would you encourage a person to adopt first and why? Prayer. Mm-hmm. Just prayer. That is open communication with the Lord. And I am an open communication with the Lord. I talk to him like I'm talking to you right now. I mean, I love hearing the eloquent prayers that women do. Um, but sometimes you just need to sit down and say, Lord, I need help. Or I am coming to you. I Or thank you. Thank you, Lord, for answered prayers. I mean, that's a that is a big thing to look back and see. Okay. Thank you for everything. And just talk to him. And you could do it anywhere. That's the great thing about prayer, you know, and, and in my book, I give you some guidelines, you know, the, the acts me- method and stuff like that, um, which you can do, but I, I do that too, but I, I put my own voice to it because thank you, Lord, for, for all that you have done. And then, you know, and then some days I'm like, why Lord, or, you know, seriously, Lord, you know, the other morning I woke up at four o'clock in the morning and he, I, I knew when I wake up that early that he's, he's wanting to tell me and he did, but I'm like, it couldn't be 4 PM Lord, you know, instead of 4 AM, <laughs> couldn't it be 4 PM, you know, but, uh, but yeah, so just pray. And then another thing, again, taking uh, opening and if you use your phone, you can even download a Bible app, but taking a verse or two, I mean, just create that spark to light that fire and reignite your fire for Christ again. Because I think we all go through some spiritual droughts. We all go through some, you know, get that fire lit again and, and keep it lit, keep feeding it. And you'll, it'll diminish and then come back up. I mean, I have, I, I do that all the time because yeah. that's just, you know. So pray and read some, some of the word. So as we wrap up, Missy, share with our listeners a tip or a tool that has helped you and that could help them remember that God really is working behind the scenes, working all things together for good, even when we can't see it. Well, I would say, and this is, this is going to sound odd. But really focus on things that you normally don't like. Don't focus solely on your problem. You know, yes, it's right in front of us. Right. But, and it's going to, we can, we'll lose sleep over it. Well, whatever. But see God in this, look for God in the small stuff. Mm. Look for God when you're outside mowing your yard or look for him in the small step to see where he's at. Cause he's all around. He's, he's visible. He, we, his work is all around us. We just need to remove what's in front of us. This, the, the block that's in front of us and just look for him and just find comfort in knowing that he's there and rest in him. I mean, it's hard, but just rest in him and look for him. He's all around. Amen. Amen. And that, and that's such a good, that is a spiritual habit. I think Yes. to look for God in the small things, in yes. the everyday things. And he loves to show himself to us. Yes. Yes. We just, cares. yeah, we just have to remove what is in front of us and there, yeah. and look, and you'd be amazed what, what you see. And it's in the tiniest of things. It's, you know, it's, you know, 
Amen. Okay. So if we have some listeners that would like to connect with you, find you on social media or your website, what, what's the best way for them to do that? Sure. Well, I have my website at missyeversoul.com and you can find me on Facebook at Missy Eversoul author and Missy Eversoul author on Instagram. Perfect. Well, it has just been delightful to hear a little bit about your story and just dig in more to uh, the importance of spiritual habits. And uh, just thank you so much. God bless the rest of your day. And uh, excited to see all that God does with this yes. um, message that he's given you to share. Great. And thank you so much for having me on. I re really enjoyed it. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today for the All Things Podcast brought to you by Redemption Press and the Romans 828 Bookstore. So, hey, I'd like to ask you a favor. If you would, consider sharing this episode with your friends on social media. And if you haven't yet left a review of the podcast on Apple, I would love it if you would take a minute to do that as it would help other people find the show and also let them know that it's a show worth listening to. So thanks so much for joining us today and I will see you next week. Bye for now.